the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. Welcome to Live Big with Derek Greer. We're glad you decided to join us today. Remember, you can get access to this message and a full library of teachings at gracechurchva.org. As we dive deep into the Word of God, we believe that it changes us and empowers us to think big, do big, and live big. This type of living will not only impact our lives, but will inevitably bless others. So our hope is that this broadcast inspires you to live big. Let's get into today's message. Joshua 1 and 1. After the death of Moses, no man in history had accomplished or done what this man Moses had done. He freed his people from slavery without arrow or spear. He started a nation out of a people who had been slaves for 400 years. And by the way, that nation still exists 3,500 years later. He received the very laws that became the cornerstone of Western civilization. He brought 10 plagues. He parted the Red Sea, made bitter water sweet. Manna came down from heaven. Water came out of a rock. He even caused an earthquake. And this is just the beginning of the things that Moses did. After the death of Moses, I want you to put yourself now in Joshua's shoes I want you to think about how scary it would be to succeed or succeed a leader as great as this Moses. It was like trying to dance on a stage after Michael Jackson just left the stage. It was like trying to sing a gospel song after Mahalia. It it, it was like trying to tell a joke after Richard Pryor. Nobody knows about Richard in this room, I I know. But But Joshua was in one of the most unenviable positions of anyone in the Bible. After the death of Moses, watch this, the servant of the Lord. Now to be called 
the servant, now not just a servant, the servant of the Lord, was the highest honor that could be bestowed upon any person under the old covenant. But I still want to share with you today that God still reserves something even higher for you and I. John 1, John chapter 3 and verse 1. Watch this. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Nothing in my life could have prepared me for how much I love my two sons. But God did not choose to just consider us servants, but he calls us sons and daughters. Considering how we have strayed, considering how often we have gotten out of the way, considering how often we have been less than perfect, God did not call us employees. He didn't call us fans. He didn't call us subjects, but he called us sons and daughters. Back to Joshua 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord. Now, Moses had made a very, very serious mistake. We all know the narrative. He was supposed to speak to the rock. He hit the rock. He got mad and frustrated with the people and temper got hold of him and he was going back to his old ways. And because of this, God had to keep him from entering the promised land. And you know, God is a friend, but God is also a father. And God will discipline us in the way he sees fit. But what I want you to see here, flaws, foibles, Boils, scars, and all. God still gave Moses the highest title that could be conferred upon a human being. You see, God has no perfect servants, only a perfect plan. And it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. Now, we could stop here for a long time, but I just want to say to you, Joshua had been Moses' servant. You know, I, I'm looking to the left and the right. For so long, I had to just look at that camera. <laughs> I'm so delighted to look at faces looking back at me. It's so good to see you guys. <laughs> well, he'd been a... Moses is serving for 40 years. And some say that Joshua was in his early 50s. Some say his early 80s. We, we really don't know. But whatever the age is, we, we understand that Joshua had lived a full life of service. And in God's kingdom, it's he who serves best that lasts. So God said to Joshua, he said, Joshua, Moses... My servant is dead. Now, Deuteronomy 34 and verse 8 tells us that the nation had just mourned for Moses for 30 days. 
doesn't just say they mourned from, they wept. I mean, there was dirt being thrown up in the air. They, 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 their hearts were broken and, and actually they were a little bit frightened because, you know, this great leader had, had moved on. So here's the question. Why did Joshua need a word from God that Moses was dead? Well, the same reason I need to tell you Apostle Paul is dead. Apostle Peter is dead. Martin Luther is dead. Martin Luther King is dead. Billy Graham is dead. Miles Monroe is dead. The only people God can use now to reach this nation, reach our community, reach our families is you. Tag, you're it. Joshua, you can't look to Moses no more. Moses had his time. He had his day. He had his place in history. But it's your time, Moses, Joshua. It's your turn to step out and stand up for righteousness and do right for your generation. Grandma and them ain't here no more. Mama and them ain't here no more. If we don't do it, it's not going to get done. Moses is dead. Joshua, get over it and move on. Now, therefore, Joshua, get, get, get your butt up. That's not in there, but, but that's the way it hit me. Arise and go over this hurdle, this geographic boundary. And there's some boundaries that God wants us to cross. Some limitations he wants us to exceed. He said, go over this Jordan. And God was telling them like he's telling us. It's time to break this holding pattern. It's time to break camp and move on into the things that God's been telling us about for years and years and years. And then as if, you know, Joshua's like, is he talking to me? God said, you, yeah, you, and all this people to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. You see, what God gives to you, no man can take away. But you got to take hold of it. You got to possess it. You got to lean and move into it. It doesn't just fall out of the sky. You got to put your foot down and take some steps to get what's yours. Verse 3. God said, every place, Joshua, every place. That the sole of your foot will tread upon. I have given you. The promise came from heaven. But it wasn't activated. Pay attention. Until Joshua put his foot down. And there are things that are for you. That will not be activated till you put your foot down. Until you rise up and take it. 
and dispossess anybody that would get in your way. God can't guide your steps if you're not willing to move your feet. You got to get busy with the assignment God has given you. And that assignment, he's not given anyone else but you. And you got to get busy with it. 2 Corinthians 1 and 20 says, it says, for all the promises, not just a couple, not just the Pentecostal, not just the Baptist promises, not, not just the Lutheran promises, all the promises of God in him are yes. And in him, Jesus says, amen. But it's only if you risk it that you get the biscuit. It's only those who do it that get it. Take the risk or lose the chance. Beloved, stop spectating and live. Do the thing God is telling you to do. And then God goes on. Verse 4. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites, so there were folks in the place that God had given them and that, that you know, God, not always going to just come easy. And to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. The promise was huge. But God was saying, go big or go home. Joshua, I recognize that this, 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 this is a whole lot. But Joshua, these past 40 years, I put a whole lot in you. And then God says this. He says, no man, no man, not a man, no man shall be able to stand. Enemies will come. People will rise. But in the end, they will not stand. And no one is taller than the last one standing. He said, Joshua, I need to infuse something into your heart. There's a certain attitude it was going to take for Joshua to enter the promised land. And there's a certain attitude you're going to have to take. If you're going to enter your promised land. He said, no man, Joshua, shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. But watch the mind-blowing promise in the next verse, at least from Joshua's perspective. He said, hey, Joshua, as I was with Moses... So I will be with you. You see, it wasn't Moses that made Moses great. It was Moses' great God. Stop idolizing people. And realize it is God. And if God did it for Moses, he could do it for Joshua and he could do it for you. Jesus 
did not come all the way down from heaven just to leave you out. He came to bring you in. And if he did it for others, why can't he do it for you? And then God's, in the world we live in, in a dangerous neighborhood that Joshua was about to move into, you had to carry yourself in a certain way. And, And again, God had to infuse him with confidence. So he's really preaching to Joshua. And he said, Joshua, I don't care what happens. I don't care how big the obstacle, how big the giants. I don't care how great the armies. I will never. I will never. I swear by myself. I will never leave you nor forsake you. But church, what I want to tell you today is you're not going to win because I'm great. You're not going to win because you're great. You're about to win because God is great. And he will never leave you. You may not be able to reach me. You may not be able to reach others, but he will never leave you. Nor forsake you. He won't leave you down on your knees. He will not leave you in that hole. He will not leave you in that mess. He who begun a good work in us shall complete it. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Do not despise the day of small beginnings. Because he who started shall complete again the work. And then, then, then God gets really clear with his servant, Joshua. He's like, Joshua, this is all I need you to do. I don't, I don't need a whole lot. This is all I want you to do. Be strong and of good courage. Joshua, I just need you to be bold. Joshua, I, I, I'll manifest my power. I just need you to have the right attitude. And the right amount of faith to do what I'm asking. He says, just, 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 Jonathan, be strong and of good courage. Jonathan, decide the type of man you're going to be. Joshua, decide the type of God that you have signed up to serve. Stop waiting for someone else to tell you what you can do and how far, Joshua, you can go. Straighten up your back, Joshua. You don't need anyone's permission to be the man that I created you, Joshua, to be. Stop looking for human approval, Joshua, when I've already given you mine. He said, Joshua, for... For to this people, you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to, to give them. And, and what he's saying is, is Joshua, you're going to do this. Joshua, it's really going to happen. But then he says in verse 7, 
Only that one thing, Joshua, I need from you. Be strong. And it's not going to just take a little bit of courage. Very courageous. The second time God said this. Because God was, was, was being emphatic. In fact, God is actually yelling almost at this point, saying, Joshua, you can do it. Just be the man, the woman that I have created you to be. Joshua, the only one that can stop you is you. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. What he was saying is, Joshua, if you just stay in my word and keep doing what I tell you to do, everything is going to be okay. But here's the one caveat. Do not turn from it. To the right hand or the left, so that you may prosper wherever you go. Saying, Joshua, you just need to stick with my word. Joshua, I know what others are preaching. I, I, I know what others are doing. I know the churches that they're attending. But Joshua, I need you to have a different spirit. I need you to man up, Joshua. I need you to woman up. I need you, Joshua, to stay the course. I know everyone's going to say, well, you don't have to go that far. You don't have to cling that tightly. You know, it don't take all that. But Joshua, you know better. He who puts his hand to the plow, Joshua, and looks back is not fit for the kingdom. You need to act like a prince if you really believe you belong to a king. And he said, Joshua, I know what's on everybody else's lips, what's on everyone else's mouth, the latest books, the latest songs, uh, what, what they're saying in the news. But as for you, this book, not just a personal word here. He's talking about God's written word. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Pay attention to what I'm about to say. Only cowards hide behind silence. He said, the book of this law shall not depart from your mouth. Announce it, pronounce it, Joshua, and declare it. It doesn't take faith to say it after the fact. God is saying, put some bass in your voice. God is saying, put, 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 put some sachet back in your saunter and walk like someone who knows God. Like you have a covenant with the Almighty that will never leave you nor forsake you. But you shall meditate on it. Not just on Sundays. But day and night. I'm talking about lifestyle here. But what I want you to see here is God did not give Joshua a list of things to do. He gave him a word to digest. And what God is saying to each of us, you need to get into the word until you get a picture on the inside. 
a picture drawn and written by God of the future he has for you. But you got to have the picture on the inside. I may have the picture. Mama and them may have a picture. Uh, maybe your kids might have the picture. Maybe folks that love you have the picture. But unless you get the picture of who you are and what you can do, in this neighborhood, you're not going to make it. And we are in a neighborhood of neighborhoods today. And we're not going to succeed unless we got that image drawn by God in our hearts. A picture that the devil can't take a crayon and cross out. A picture of who we are in him. Who we belong to, where we're heading, where we're going. But you shall meditate in it day and night. It's not what you're looking at that matters. It's what you see. You're not supposed to point. See. But you shall meditate on it. This needs to become your lifestyle. Day and night. That you may observe to do. So say it until you see it. Then when you see it, do it. Not just pray about it, but do it. God's been telling some of us, join this church. Others, he said, give to this work. But six months later, you're still praying about it. The anointing's on the word, go into all this world. You got to do what he said to receive the blessing and the promise. This has been a special edition of the Live Big Broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer, pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. We pray that you join us tomorrow as we continue this teaching. Our prayer is that this teaching from God's Word strengthens and inspires you to live a life bigger than yourself. So remember, you can access this message and much more for free at gracechurchva.org. And we also invite you to join the Grace Church family for service online by connecting on our website or on YouTube at Grace Church VA TV. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes to live big.